your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 400 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get your podcasts. And yes, somehow, some way, we have made it to 400 episodes of Locked On New York Rangers. I uh, just want to thank all you guys, anyone who's been listening to all 400 episodes, or this is your first time listening today, or anywhere in between. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and helping make this Locked On New York Rangers podcast what it is. It's obviously been a lot of fun talking Ranger hockey with you guys every single day for basically two years now, going on two years. I, I think October will be the two-year anniversary. Maybe we'll do something for that as well. But again, just a huge, huge thank you to you guys for being here, being with me every step of the way as we kind of navigate the crazy waters of what it is to be a New York Ranger fan. Obviously, over these last two years, we've certainly experienced our share of highs and lows rooting for this always entertaining franchise. But yeah, somehow we're here at 400 episodes. And today, I don't want to deviate from the formula too much because I think, you know, that you guys who tune in to multiple episodes per week, you seem to like it the way it is. So, we're just going to keep talking about some of the things that we've been talking about on here. We're going to have a little bit more on Barclay Goudreau, namely what kind of a contract are we looking at here? By all accounts, the Rangers and Goudreau are deep in contract discussions right now, and it sounds like a new deal is could be fairly imminent. I mean, it could be happening maybe even by some point later today or maybe by tomorrow. We shall see there, uh, but we'll talk about the financials and what's fair for both sides. Uh, I also wanted to talk a little bit more about Brett Howden heading to the Vegas Golden Knights. You know, we kind of just glossed over him in yesterday's episode because there was so much to talk about uh, from the trade for Goudreau to the trade of Howden to the Rangers selecting Kevin Rooney as their final forward to protect in the expansion draft. We talked about the expansion draft in general. So again, we'll give Howden a little bit more time today and just kind of wish him well in Vegas, even though it really didn't work out with the Rangers. And I also want to talk at least briefly about Nick DeSimone. DeSimone was included along with the fourth round pick in the trade that sent Brett Howden to Vegas. By all accounts, the Rangers not really planning on offering DeSimone a contract. He is an impending unrestricted free agent, but we'll at least talk about him a little bit just in case the Rangers decide to alter course and they end up making him an offer anyway. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and start with the man of the hour here, Barclay Goudreau, and more specifically about his contract, because this is something that we didn't really have a chance to get to in yesterday's episode. Vince Percogliano, friend of the show, he's been on here a couple times, does a phenomenal job covering the Rangers for Lohud.com, as well as a couple of other publications, but he had a report the other day that he's hearing it's going to be somewhere in the $4 million per season range for Goudreau. I don't know exactly who Vince talked to or you know exactly how he came to that number, but I think it's reasonable. And obviously, if Vince is reporting it, he's one of the best. I 100% believe him that it probably will be somewhere around there, or at the very least, that's what he's been told. Uh, but you know, some of you might hear $4 million a year and say, eh, you know, that's a little bit much to pay for a bottom six forward. Yes and no. I mean, it might be a slight overpayment. But frankly, I really don't care that much because there's a couple of reasons. First of all, the Rangers have approximately $25 million in cap space. So it's not like signing Goudreau is going to handcuff them, prevent them from doing other things that they need to do. And more importantly than that, once again, 
We discussed this at length in yesterday's episode. Gaudreau is the type of player that the Rangers really need right now, so I really don't mind paying $4 million a season to someone who might only be worth $3.5 million. I mean, is it really that big of a deal? I I don't think it's one of those things that's going to, you know, bankrupt the Rangers or prevent them from becoming a Stanley Cup contender just because you're paying slightly more for somebody in your bottom six than he might be worth. A slight overpayment, I don't really have an issue with that. It's important to get your guy. And again, this is somebody who brings a lot to the table uh, what the Rangers currently lack in terms of size and toughness and greediness, the ability to win board battles, and just kind of a big brother type player maybe to some of those young Ranger wingers that they have. He's also somebody who's won two straight Stanley Cups. And for that reason alone, I think it's a nice move. I really wanted to see the Rangers go out and get somebody who's won at least one Stanley Cup championship because before picking up Gaudreau, and you know, the signing's not official yet, but assuming it happens, he will be the only player on the Ranger roster who's won a Stanley Cup, and he's won two of them, and he's done it in each of the past two seasons. And by all accounts, you talk to any Tampa Bay Lightning fan, it sounds like he's played a huge, huge role in that, and we've seen it firsthand. I mean, I know a lot of us watch the Stanley Cup playoffs, and I think we all know uh, what a big role he did play for that Tampa Bay Lightning team, and he's a very unique player on the New York Rangers. So again, if they have to slightly overpay for a bottom six forward, so be it. I don't think it's going to kill them in the long term anyway. As far as the length of the contract, you know, I'm hearing some rumors that it might be about six years and people might kind of, you know, have their eyebrows go up there. Oh, you know, that's kind of a long-term deal. Once again, for just a bottom six forward, that doesn't worry me too much either though. And part of the reason, a couple of reasons, once again, for starters, uh, contracts in sports, whether it's hockey or really any sport, they tend to just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I realize there's a flat cap right now, but I really get the feeling, you know, if Goudreau gets a six-year deal, Four, five, six years from now, Gaudreau at $4 million per season is probably going to look like a steal or at the very least, you know, not something that looks bad. It, you know, it really stands out in a negative way. I, I don't think that'll happen at all. So that's first and foremost, just the simple fact that that's kind of the going rate if you want to go out and get your guy in free agency like the Rangers have here. The other thing that should also be taken into account here is the fact that I think Gaudreau, his game, it should age fairly well. He's 28 years old right now, so six years from now, if he does indeed end up getting a six-year deal, he's only going to be 34 years old, and you know, you're starting to get up there a little bit, you're getting into your mid-30s, but Gaudreau's skill set, I don't think is going to be hurt too much by age. I mean, his size is not going to go away. The ability to win board battles and fight for loose pucks, that's not going to go away either. I don't think the strength will go away. I don't think his face-off proficiency is going to go away. We talked about this yesterday. Gaudreau, for his career, has won 52% of his face-offs, so the Rangers finally have somebody on the team who's won more than half of his face-offs, which is really nice as well. I don't know. I just get the feeling that Gaudreau is going to age just fine. I mean, maybe. Is he going to be the exact same player at 34 that he is right now at 28? Maybe not, but if he declines at all, I think it's going to be very marginal, You know, very small. I, I don't think he's going to fall off a cliff at any point. So I'm completely fine with it. And one other thing that I just wanted to point out here is that no one should be mad at Barclay Goodrow if we get to, say, like 20 games into the season and Goodrow only has like three or four or five points because, once again, that's not really his game. That's not why the Rangers got him. The Rangers have plenty of guys who can put the puck in the net and make things happen. Goudreau's here to be a big physical presence, somebody that can really kind of anchor that third line, win faceoffs, kill penalties, do all the dirty work. And, again, this is something that a lot of Ranger fans have really been coveting over 
the past couple of seasons, really. I mean, it really kind of stood out in that playoff series against the Carolina Hurricanes when the Rangers got pushed around a little bit. This is exactly the kind of player that we were all looking for the Rangers to get, and they've done it, assuming once again that a deal gets done. But by all accounts, it looks like progress, good progress, is being made uh, between the Rangers and Goudreau. And once again, I wouldn't be surprised if by the next episode, we're talking about Goudreau's new contract. We will see. But yeah, I mean, again, it's a fantastic pickup for this Ranger team and somebody that I think they could really have stood to add in terms of what he brings to the rink on a night-in and night-out basis. The Rangers, of course, did trade a seventh-round pick to the Tampa Bay Lightning to acquire the rights to Barclay Goudreau, and, you know, there's always a little bit of risk in that because he could hit unrestricted free agency if talks fall apart or anything like that. By all accounts, that's not the way it's going, though. It does sound like the Rangers and Goudreau will come to a new contract, but, I mean, really, what are the Rangers risking? It's a seventh-round pick. By that time in the draft, it's basically just a dart throw, and I was really curious about this, so I wanted to look look back at recent drafts and see, you know, who was the last all-star to be picked in the seventh round. And you have to go all the way back to 2010. The last seventh round draft pick to make an all-star team was Freddie Anderson, who is a goalie. And, you know, goalies can be a little bit of a crapshoot. So Freddie Anderson was obviously a diamond in the rough. And I also realized that, hey, there could be more diamonds in the rough that were taken in the draft over these last uh, year, two years, three years in the seventh round. I mean, none of those guys are going to be going right from the seventh round of the NHL draft to the NHL. So who knows? I mean, there might be somebody who was taken these last couple of years, maybe even by the Rangers, who ends up going on to be a great player in the NHL. Uh, You never know for sure. But the fact that you have to go back 11 years to find the last all-star who was taken in the seventh round or later, because the draft used to be longer than seven rounds, uh, I think that pretty much makes it fine that the Rangers would, you know, give away a seventh round pick for the right to negotiate with Barclay Goodrow. And as far as if you're curious as who the last skater was, who was selected in the seventh round or later in the NHL draft, the last skater to make an all-star team, you got to go all the way back to 2004. It was defenseman Mark Streit. He was actually taken in the ninth round in 2004, because like I said, that was back when the draft was not seven rounds, but nine rounds. So it's, it's been quite a while. It's been 17 years and uh, a risk well well worth taking for the New York Rangers. They went out and got their guy, and it sounds like uh, they are making progress on a new contract. I'm looking forward to that, looking forward to talking about that as well. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so I want to go ahead and kind of give Brett Howden a proper send-off today. 
You know, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we didn't really give him a whole lot of time in yesterday's episode, and understandably so. I mean, there was so much going on with the acquisition of Goudreau, and of course the expansion draft, and Kevin Rooney being protected, and Brett Howden being traded away. There was a lot to get through, but I wanted to spend at least a little bit more time on Brett Howden today. Look, I realize it didn't work out with the Rangers. I realize he was never exactly a favorite of either myself or probably a lot of you guys listening to this as well. But by all accounts, Brett Howden was a really good kid, very well liked in the locker room, somebody who was very good on the penalty kill. But I just think this is a situation where it was probably time to move on. He had played 178 career NHL games, all of them with the Rangers. So you can't really say that it's a small sample size. And I realize not every player in the NHL is a finished product after 178 games, especially at you know, 23 years of age, no less, but he had a lot of opportunities and he just didn't really do that much with them despite playing for a coach who absolutely loved him. And we talked about that in yesterday's episode as well. David Quinn always gave Brett Howden a lot of opportunities and Howden just never was really able to do that much with them. It's time for somebody else to get a chance because, you know, imagine the Rangers hang on to Brett Howden. Imagine they protected him in the expansion draft and he's back next season. Where exactly does he fit with this team? You know, who's going to make the argument that Brad Howden is one of the Rangers' 12 best forwards, especially after this trade for Barclay Goudreau? And I realize, you know, the Rangers, they might not be done this offseason wheeling and dealing, but even after all the dust settles and all the pieces are in place for this upcoming season, is anyone really going to be clamoring for Brett Howden to be in the lineup night in and night out? I mean, David Quinn might have been, but he's gone now, so uh, Howden lost his biggest supporter. Uh, I will just say this, though. Be nice to Brett Howden. There are certain things being said on social media And I don't think it's from listeners of this podcast, but there's a select chosen few that have said some just really, really mean things about Brett Howden on social media. There's no reason for that. Listen, it didn't work out with Brett Howden. He is a career underachiever. He was supposed to be the big piece in the trade that sent JT Miller and Ryan McDonough to Tampa Bay Lightning. I get the frustration. I get all of that. But he doesn't deserve some of the vitriol that he's been getting on social media just because you haven't played as well at the age of 23 in your NHL career, as people were expecting you to, does not make you a terrible person. People are calling him names that I cannot repeat on here. If I repeated some of the things that have been said, then we would not have a 401st episode. I'd be done. Uh, but, you know, again, just just be nice about it. It's okay to be happy about it. If, listen, if you're happy that the Rangers are done with Brett Howden, that he's no longer on the team, that he's no longer taking up a roster spot, that's completely fine. I've even heard from a couple of you guys that have said, you know, I'm glad that Brett Howden is no longer here. Totally fine to say that. Totally fine to feel that way. Uh, Again, just kind of keep it clean, so to speak, is is my best advice. Because, you know, you can count me among you. I'm happy that the Rangers traded Brett Howden away for a fourth-round draft pick. That's better than I thought the Rangers would be able to get for Brett Howden. And Howden himself probably needs a fresh start, and that kind of leads me into something else that I want to talk about here. Again, I I think it's a great fit with the Vegas Golden Knights. We mentioned that briefly in yesterday's episode as well, but you've got a team here that's always good. You know, they're always one of the best five teams in the league in the regular season. If you just go by record, they're always a team that's a threat to make a deep playoff run. They made it to the semifinals this past season. And I'm looking at the Vegas Golden Knights depth chart and You know, this is just one depth chart. It is very preliminary. Obviously, this Brett Howden trade just happened, and we're nowhere close to the start of the next season. So this could change quite a bit between now and then. But right now, looking at the depth chart, Brett Howden is number four on the list of Vegas Golden Knight centers. So if you just go by that, that would probably mean that he, at least as of now, and again, it's just one depth chart, 
but it looks like he could be slated for an opening night roster spot, and he could be out there centering the fourth line for the Vegas Golden Knights. And again, I don't think there could be a much better landing spot for Brett Howden because it's a franchise that once again seems to get the most out of its players, and it's a team that's done a lot of winning. So good for him. He gets a fresh start. Uh, 3,000 miles away or however far it is from New York to Vegas. But uh, yeah, you know, it, it's a fresh start. It's a new beginning for Brett Howden. And uh, again, all the best to him. And the one nice thing here too is that if Brett Howden does end up developing, he's a little bit of a late bloomer. He does turn into a pretty good or, or maybe even a great NHL player. Crazier things have happened. If that happens, it won't burn the Rangers that badly because he's in the Western Conference. It's not like he went to the Islanders or the Penguins or the Flyers or any of these other teams that uh, we don't really like all that much. So, uh, yeah, listen, all the best to Brett Howden. I hope that he's able to crack the opening night roster and carve out a role for himself with the Vegas Golden Knights, but I do think it was time for the New York Rangers to move on. Uh, it just hadn't worked out in the three seasons that he was here. One other thing that I want to talk about as it pertains to this Brett Howden trade is the fact that the Rangers not only acquired a fourth-round pick, but they also acquired defenseman Nick DeSimone. Uh, we really didn't talk about him at all in yesterday's episode, and part of the reason for that is the widespread belief that the Rangers, by all accounts, have no plans of re-signing Nick DeSimone. He is an impending, unrestricted free agent. But just for a real quick rundown on who Nick DeSimone is, just in case the Rangers alter course and end up doing some kind of a deal with him, uh, DeSimone is 26 years old. He was undrafted. He has yet to make his NHL debut. Beginning in 2016-2017, DeSimone spent parts of five seasons with the San Jose Barracuda. That is the AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. Uh, he was an alternate captain there in each of the past two seasons. He has played 198 career AHL games. He has scored 26 goals and dished out 71 assists. So 97 points in 198 games as a defenseman. Uh, not too shabby. He's a minus 10 overall. And here's hoping that Nick DeSimone gets a chance at some point because, you know, you always just kind of root for those guys. Everything else being equal, when you've heard about somebody who's played nearly 200 career AHL games, they're 26 years old, they're getting toward their late 20s, and they're yet to make their NHL debut. I think everything else being equal, uh, we all tend to pull for guys like that. I hope at some point he ends up making his NHL debut, at least gets to spend a handful of games in the NHL because it's got to drive you crazy to be that close to be on the cusp of achieving a lifelong dream of playing in the NHL and you're racking up all these AHL games. You're an alternate captain for one of your AHL teams and, you know, you just can't quite crack an NHL lineup for one reason or another. And I, I don't know all the ins and outs of Nick Simone, but uh, again, here's hoping he gets a chance. It doesn't sound like it's going to be with the Rangers. It sounds like they'll simply let him walk as an unrestricted free agent, but uh, I thought it would be appropriate to at least talk about him a little bit given that the Rangers technically have him right now. I mean, they could alter course and maybe offer him a contract, but by all accounts, it sounds like they will not be doing that. And Nick DeSimone seems likely to sign somewhere else, probably as organizational depth. But again, with Nick DeSimone, just like anybody else who's a kind of a career minor leaguer, uh, here's hoping he eventually gets a chance to at least play a couple of games in the NHL. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website 
or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so something else that recently happened that I've been kind of meaning to get to, and this is something that Anthony Scultori at Forever Blue Shirts recently did an article about, and that is the eight-year, $67.6 million contract extension that Miro Heiskanen got with the Dallas Stars. And the reason that I think it's worth talking about is the simple fact that it sort of gives you an idea if you're a Ranger fan or really just any hockey fan at what kind of a contract Adam Fox could be looking at. Uh, you know, whenever he signs on the dotted line, his next deal with the New York Rangers. Uh, he's going in, great young player, played a massive role in the Stars reaching the Stanley Cup Finals, not this past season, but the season before. Definitely one of the elite young defensemen in the NHL, but quite frankly, Adam Fox is better. Fox just won the Norris. He's going in, has never been a Norris finalist, at least not yet. Uh, so he's going in, he's going to get an average annual value of $8.45 million per season over these next eight years. And Given that he's getting that much, you got to figure it's going to take more than that to land Adam Fox for basically all the reasons I just mentioned. And the fact that he just won the Norris Trophy, which is given annually to the best defense in the NHL, that certainly does not hurt Adam Fox's cause either as far as, you know, what he wants to ask for in his next deal with the New York Rangers. Now, he's going to, again, we want to give full context here. He was the number three overall pick in the 2017 NHL draft. He would have been a restricted free agent on July 28th. Uh, the Stars, they kind of chose to get ahead of this whole situation here. Uh, Fox, he's not going to be a restricted free agent this season, but I would wholeheartedly endorse doing what the Stars did here and basically just tell the Rangers to get ahead of this whole thing and get him signed long-term. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Uh, for starters, if he has, and he's going to be on the final year of his three-year entry-level deal going to this upcoming season. But if Fox goes out there, he has another stellar Norris Trophy winning season this upcoming year. Whether he actually wins the Norris or not, if he plays at that kind of a level, a Norris Trophy candidate type level, if he's anywhere near that level that he was at this past season, then it's just going to cost the Rangers more. It's another notch on Adam Fox's belt. And look at me, I'm three seasons into my career and I've basically been awesome my whole career. I don't think Adam Fox would really phrase it that way. I don't think he's that arrogant about it, but you get what I'm saying here. He would have three stellar seasons under his belt and be looking like the guy who's going to be the golden standard as far as NHL defensemen are concerned for the foreseeable future, for the next decade plus. And if he has another great season next year, it's just basically another resume builder for him. And the longer you wait on this, if you're the Rangers, and the more excellent seasons that Fox has, the more it might end up costing you in the long run. And so I think the best thing to do is to, once again, July 28th is the first day that they can do it. Sit down with Adam Fox and see if you can get something hammered out long term. And, you know, for all these Ranger players that are young, I think in general, it makes sense to get them locked up long term sooner rather than later. Because then if you do that, you get to a point where you've got your young core locked up and then you can kind of see if you're the Rangers from an organizational standpoint, okay, how much money do we have left? What can we used to bring in free agents, to trade for players who might have some bigger contracts. What's left? What's still at our disposal here? And you do that after getting a lot of these young players signed up long-term. Uh, the most recent projection has the Rangers having $25 million in cap space. And again, Fox will be a restricted free agent after next season, which is the third and final year of his entry-level deal. So there's no immediate hurry to get it done. I mean, it's not like the Rangers absolutely must do it before the calendar turns to August here. But 
If I'm the Rangers, once again, I'm starting discussions as soon as free agency begins on July 28th. Let's get ahead of this. Let's get this thing done. I realize, you know, they might be a little bit busy with other free agents who are out there on the open market, so I might have to wait a couple of days. But you get what I'm saying here. I, I would do it sooner rather than later. And once again, given that it took... $8.45 million per season for Heskinen to get signed. I'm thinking for Adam Fox, it would probably be somewhere in the $9.5 million range. Maybe that could get a deal done for Adam Fox. Eight years and $9.5 million. Uh, I think that's pretty reasonable for both sides. That would bring the contract to a grand total of $76 million over eight years. Now, look, it's always possible that Fox could bet on himself and maybe hold out for more money. But, you know, think about yourself when you were 23 years old, or some of you might be 23 years old right now, or you might not yet be 23 years old, but try to picture yourself at 23 years old, and somebody offers you $76 million over the next eight years, what are you going to say? You know, are you going to hold out for just a little bit more and, and take the risk? I mean, what if Adam Fox were to get hurt? I mean, God forbid, knock on wood that that doesn't happen for a lot of reasons, but yeah, I mean, I, I think just about every single one of us would jump at that opportunity and we would say, okay, where do I sign? $76 million coming my way? Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. And we could talk about the business end of this all we want, but Adam Fox, to me, maybe you guys have picked up on something different, but I really don't think so. He seems very, very happy to be a New York Ranger. You know, this is somebody who was drafted by the Calgary Flames. He was dealt to the Hurricanes. He was traded again by the Hurricanes to the Rangers. All this before he ever even made his NHL debut. And now here we are, the best defenseman in hockey. So says the Norris Trophy voters. I mean, he won the award for the best defenseman in hockey, so I have no issues calling him that. And he's the defenseman that Ranger fans have all basically been coveting since the days that Brian Leach was here. And, you know, there have been some great defensemen to come and go, but I think Adam Fox's ceiling is as high as basically any of them. I mean, nothing against Ryan McDonough, Dan Girardi, uh, Anton Stroman, Mark Stahl. I mean, the list goes on and on. We can name a lot of great Ranger defensemen that have been here between the time that Brian Leach was here and current day with Adam Fox. But Adam Fox, to me, he has as much potential as any New York Ranger that we've seen since Brian Leach. He might have just as much potential as Brian Leach. He could get to that level. Obviously, he's only two seasons into his NHL career, so he's got a ways to go. But, you know, this is somebody who's very popular among the fans, seems to be loved by his teammates. The Rangers are a team on the rise. And Fox could even potentially be in the running to be the next New York Ranger captain. And if not, maybe he'd be an alternate captain. So why would Adam Fox not want to be a New York Ranger? I can't come up with a single reason. And I just get the feeling, once again, the Rangers, they're going to do what they have to do to keep Adam Fox in the fold long term. And Adam Fox, I would just imagine, I can't really speak for him, but I can only assume that he would definitely want to be a Ranger long term. And we'll see what the Rangers look to do if they look to sit down with Adam Fox when free agency begins and they look to talk to him about a long-term deal. We shall see. And obviously, if that happens, we'll be covering that here on Locked On New York Rangers. But the only other thing that I wanted to do here today, guys, was once again, just thank every single one of you uh, for tuning in to the Locked On New York Ranger podcast. It's really kind of a cool little community that we've built here. And I mentioned this in the intro, I believe. But again, it feels like we just did our 300th episode and... You know, here we are at number 400 already. It really is crazy. These last two years or close to two years have basically just flown by here. I want to kind of just let you guys in on a couple of goals that we have on Locked On New York Rangers, as well as something that might be happening with Locked On. It sounds like Locked On 
is going to be taking on kind of a YouTube initiative, and these podcasts, these Lockdown podcasts that you listen to are going to be available on YouTube. Some of them already are available on YouTube, and I'm kind of finding out more information as we go here. But yeah, I mean, I think before long, in addition to being able to get Locked on New York Rangers on whatever streaming service you're currently listening to this on, you'll also have YouTube as an option. So that'll be fun for sure. And a couple of goals. I want to get an entire Rangers starting lineup on this podcast. And guys that we've interviewed on Locked on New York Rangers in the past, guys we've been fortunate enough, lucky enough to be able to get on this podcast and talk to in an interview include Marty St. Louis, so he'd be your right winger. And we've gotten a pair of defensemen as well in Jason Strudwick, Tom Laidlaw. And I just want to thank all three of those gentlemen for coming on this podcast in the first place. They by no means had to do it, but it was obviously very nice of them to come on the show and talk to us a little bit about their playing career and specifically their days with the New York Rangers. But I'd eventually like to get an entire Rangers starting lineup. So we need a center, we need a left winger, and we need a goalie. And uh, I'll continue to work on that for you guys. And and listen, if we get another defenseman, great. I I would not say no to another defenseman because, oh, well, we've already got two. Trust me, I would have another New York Ranger defenseman on here. But I think eventually it'd be cool just to have an entire New York Rangers starting lineup. And then who knows, maybe by episode 1000, we'll have an entire New York Ranger roster. And then another goal that we have here is that we got to catch the Simpsons. You know, I can't be the only Simpsons fan that's, you know, part of this New York Ranger community here. I'm 34. I'll be 35 next month. If you're anywhere near my age range, and probably even if not, chances are you've watched some Simpsons. I'm sure we've got at least a couple of fans. And I know, I don't know their exact episode count. I'm kind of a little bit too afraid to look at it because it might be pretty daunting, but I'm almost positive that they're past the 700 episode mark. And sooner or later, I do think we'll catch them. Obviously, a lot more goes in to making a Simpsons episode than making a podcast episode. But you get the idea. Another couple of years, and maybe we'll catch up to the Simpsons. And then one other thing that I wanted to mention real quick here is that I've had a couple of times where somebody will either email me or they'll DM me on Twitter and they'll kind of ask me for tips on uh, starting a podcast, you know, a sports podcast, probably a sports podcast or any kind of podcast, really, I suppose. Listen, I'm no expert. I'm very much a novice. I'm learning on the fly. I just do the best that I can in in every single episode that we record here, try to make this the best show that I possibly can for you guys. But once we get into the slower parts of the off season, I will definitely do an episode where I kind of just talk about having a podcast and starting a podcast and just kind of share any kind of small tips that I can possibly share with you guys for anybody who's looking to start a podcast of their own. And let me just say right now, if there's anybody who has a podcast that's listening to this or you're thinking about starting one, If you want me to be a guest on your show, I'd be more than happy to do that. I don't know how much I'm really going to move the needle because I'm not exactly a household name. Trust me on that. But yeah, I mean, I'd be happy to help in any way that I can. And, you know, again, there's been enough people that have kind of asked me questions about doing a podcast that I think an episode like that where I just kind of share a couple of little pointers, you know, maybe that can help a little bit. Uh, We shall see. But uh, yeah, we'll save that for the offseason when everything really kind of slows down a little bit. Uh, But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please don't be shy. Always reach out and talk to me. Send me an email. DM me on Twitter. Tag me in a tweet. Whatever the phrase is for for Twitter, I don't even know. But uh, yeah, send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, this is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. You can definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.com.
www.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag.ag